It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Buddy, we welcome you to a final edition of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Apologize for this being a little bit late. We are having some major technical difficulties. We'll leave that just there uh, and just apologize and hope that you guys understand uh, as we roll into week seven of the NFL between the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington football team coming up Sunday afternoon, one o'clock Eastern time at FedEx field guys, you know, this, what are we going to tell you? It's almost game day and it's time for Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. And again, you know, I don't hide this. I raid every NFL stadium I'm at for all the free Diet Pepsi I can possibly shove into my bag. I do. I love Diet Pepsi. What do you want from me? I'm just a Diet Pepsi-aholic. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it, which means you and you and me. Pepsi made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from our friends at Pepsi. All right, coming up on this edition of the Locked on Washington football team podcast, we hope to bring you Ron Rivera. Uh, and as well, Chris Harris, the Washington defensive backs coach, is going to talk about a bunch of his players, including Kendall Fuller uh, and uh, everything in between. But again, um, just bear with us because, um, well, let's just put it this way. Computer editing software uh, <laughs> decided to stop working on your boy, and it has made for a very, very, very tough last 12 hours or so. Actually, last 15 hours. Let's just put it that way. All right, let's get to the final injury report uh, for the week, and we have a little bit more clarity and official uh, word than what we've been assuming and what we've been reporting and what we've been mentioning uh, all week. So, Sadiq Charles, as we know, dislocated knee. He did not practice all week. He is out for the game. Ronald Darby did not practice on Wednesday. He was full go on Thursday and Friday. He is fine to play on Sunday. I asked Chris Harris about him, uh, which hopefully you will hear. Antonio Gandy-Golden did not practice all week. Hamstring, he is out for this game and probably a couple more weeks. But once again, right now, Uh, As of now, Friday afternoon, they have not put him on IR. Now, that could come Saturday afternoon, so stay tuned uh, for that. James Smith-Williams, concussion, did not practice all week. He is ruled out for the game. Logan Thomas didn't practice on Wednesday, was full go on Thursday and Friday. He is fine and will play. Isaiah Wright did not practice all week, as expected. He is ruled out. Meanwhile, Kevin Pierre-Lewis and Chase Young were both limited on Wednesday, both full go on Thursday and Friday. They are set to play. And Jaron Christian, here's the kind of shaky one. 
at left tackle. He's dealing with a knee injury. Now, Ron Rivera said when he didn't practice, he practiced on Wednesday. When he didn't practice on Thursday, they said they were spotting him. They said that they were just giving him kind of a light day or an easy day and that he would be able to practice on Friday. Well, he did not practice either day, Thursday or Friday. And now many people, uh, because of that, are speculating that he won't play on Sunday. And obviously there's good reason as to why you would speculate to that. Now, I don't know as we sit here if that is the case or not or if they were just being extra, 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 extra cautious. Uh, sometimes guys don't practice on Friday. Uh, Terry McLaren did this a couple of weeks ago, and he played on Sunday. So we, we have to n- be careful not to overreact. But here's the deal. If Jaron Christian plays, okay, he'll start. Uh, but they will probably have to have not only Cornelius Lucas up, but also David Sharp up, uh, the kid that they got from the Oakland Raiders a couple of weeks ago who's been you know largely inactive. Um, and he had an illness a week and a half ago that cost him a week of practice. So it's not like he's been practicing the entire time that he's been here. But they'll probably have to have both of those guys up either way. Now, if Jaron Christian cannot play, what you're looking at is Cornelius Lucas starting at left tackle uh, and sometimes they'll move Demarcus Lawrence over there. Uh, you probably most of the time it will be Alden Smith. But Cornelius Lucas, who is barely a right tackle in this game, uh, in in this league, never mind not a left tackle. Oof, yikes! The last time we saw him at left tackle in training camp, yuck, 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 yuck. So that could be your starting left tackle with Sharp as the backup. Again, best case scenario is that Christian was being maintained and, you know, whatever is bothering him with a couple of days of rest will be able to go out there. But we just probably won't know until Sunday morning, to be honest with you. So stay tuned for word on that. Meanwhile, the Dallas Cowboys. Brandon Knight, who is Tyron Smith's replacement at left tackle, Brandon Knight did not practice on Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, reportedly had knee surgery, and he is out for the game. Zach Martin, another big injury for the Cowboy offensive line, concussion. He didn't practice all week. He has already been ruled out. So that is a multi-time Pro Bowler uh, and their best offensive lineman and the best right guard, arguably, in the NFL. Uh, Alden Smith mentioned him neck. He was limited on Thursday and Friday, but he should be able to go on Sunday. So that's the full injury report there. Uh, I tweeted this at WrestleMania six, two, one, um, on Friday afternoon about what the Cowboy offensive line could look like. Are you ready? So the Cowboy offensive line, which normally is one of the best or one of the most talented with guys like Tyron Smith and in years past Travis Frederick and obviously Frederick missed some time and then retired. Uh, And then Zach Martin and Lyle Collins and usually some jag at left guard that, you know, I mean, like, you know, a, a cat could play at left guard with all those guys around him and be pretty good, right? I mean, honestly. Coming into this Sunday... 
the Cowboy offensive line could look like this. Left tackle Greg Sinat, who is their third string left tackle. Because, again, Tyron Smith is out. uh, And the other guy who had been playing for Tyron Smith had surgery and is out. Left guard, Connor Williams. Never heard of him. Center, Tyler Badaz. Quite honestly, haven't heard of him. Right guard, Connor McGovern. They had the world cornered on Connors. I've heard of him. I don't know how good he is, but I've heard of him. Right tackle, Terrence Steele. Yikes. I mean, this is an offensive line that you have to just demolish if you're Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Tim Settle. Uh, They won't have James Smith-Williams, as we mentioned. Maybe uh, Nate Orchard gets promoted. I don't know. Um, You know, we'll have to see how that all. Shakes out, but if you're if you're the Washington defense and you're, if you're Jack Del Rio, especially against that receiving talent, you have to put a lot of pressure on Andy Dalton. Otherwise, he's going to pick you apart. Now, the question is, is will you have to blitz? You shouldn't have to blitz a lot, quite honestly, against this offensive line. It's actually a bad sign if they have to blitz a lot because that means the front four isn't getting home and isn't getting regular pressure. So that's going to be a key to watch out for in this particular game. All right, so that is the elongated injury report and key matchup, obviously, the defensive line versus the offensive line of the Cowboys. We told you about Jaron Christian, everything up in the air there. Why don't we do this? We'll take a quick timeout, and we will hear hopefully from Ron Rivera Uh, On the other side, right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Good to have you with us right here on a weekend edition as we take you up to the Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys Sunday at 1. All right, guys, I'm Chris Russell for our friends at BuiltGo. We've been telling you about Built Bar for months, telling you about Built Go for the last couple of weeks. Go get yourself a Built Bar and a Built Go, and you'll be happier. And trust me, you will not regret your disappointment or your decision, I should say. Built Go is easy to take. One and a half ounce packages that you can just take when you need an energy boost, which we all need, especially late in the afternoon, on the weekends, you're tired, long week of work, whatever, you don't sleep well at night, me, uh, you could take it in your briefcase, your backpack, your golf bag, I don't get to go golfing, not that I would if I could, but I don't get to go golfing, you get the point, you could take it to the gym, wherever you need it to get that five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, it's natural, it's better for the body, three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, oh, wonderful chocolate coconut and chocolate mint i had the peanut butter honey and the chocolate mint and both were very very good you should try it yourself you got all the protein in it you got all the b vitamins gives it a little kick of caffeine b6 b12 it's good for you it's healthy for you and it gives you that boost go to builtgo.com and use the promo code locked and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. And baby, let's go. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, it is Chris Russell with you on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Good to have you with us. The take-home edition of LOWFT. Let's hear from head coach Ron Rivera. Outside corner, or was it kind of up in the air at that point, given his versatility? It was a little up in the air. Uh, we know of his ability to play not just the uh, outside corner, but uh, the nickel and the safety spot. So, um, you know, we, we kind of figured we'd take a look at what we have, see what we have, see how it all kind of meshes, and then go from there. And um, having him at the outside corner, you know, gives us a very savvy guy. Um, when you do put him at the nickel position, you know, you have a guy that has potential to, 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 to play inside and, and be quick with those guys. Um, and then you put him at the safety, and you've got a guy that's a, basically a ball hawk type player. And before you sign him, how much, if at all, did you talk to Tori and Gray? I know you worked with him in Chicago, yep. and I know he's a big mentor to to Kendall. Was there much discussion there? No, um, mostly because uh, the, everybody knew him here already from his time that he had spent with this team. So um, where I really went on that. Plus the fact that he played for Andy, um, I knew that you know that Kendall w- was going to was going to have been coached properly and. And Kendall had was the right type of guy. I mean, Andy Andy Reid really has, you know, to me, in my opinion, when he has players that 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 you're poaching, you're 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 getting good guys. Hey, Ron, it's John Kime. I guess I'll go. Um, with your treatments, did anything surprise you about the way this whole process went for you? Whether how it was handled by yourself, you know, whether you know the whether the lack of having to miss a game or anything like that. Did anything surprise you with this? Um, really. I mean, there, there's certain things that pop up all of a sudden side effects that you have and, you know, the, the fatigue, how tired you get, um, at times you get nauseous, uh, honestly, at times your, your equilibrium's messed around with, uh, almost a, a sense of vertigo, um, you know, and, um, and then the nausea, um, and it, it hits you at any time, anywhere. Um, and so that, that really was, but the fatigue, you know, going out to practice and stuff, it, 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 it limited me. And it really, it, that really bothers me because, you know, I, I can't coach the way I, I coach. And, and so that's hard, but, you know, being out there and not being able to just, you know, get into it the way I, I, I normally would. So that was, that was hard for me. And then following up on that, are you surprised, given the fatigue and all that, that it did manifest, like maybe you didn't have to take more time off? And conversely, how how anxious are you looking forward to coaching without having to deal with that? I'm looking forward to that. I mean, it's probably going to take three or four weeks after I get my last treatment because of the recovery period, but I really am looking forward to it. I mean, you know, the hard part is, you know, I get my treatment, I come back you know, do a couple of things. And then I got to take a break before practice. And you know, when I'm done with you guys, you know, I'm done with my media, I'll, I'll take another break, you know, so there, so it's hard trying to, you know, map everything out. And then, and then you know, traditionally you're here till 8, 30, 9, 30, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. You know, 
I hit five o'clock and I got to go home. I mean, it's just it really the fatigue really is, it, it's, it's like I said, you know, I told my wife, it's like having a 300 pound gorilla on your back. Hey, Ron, uh, sorry about that. Um, just curious, uh, sorry if you've been asked, but Josh Garnett retired a couple of days ago and I was just wondering if he gave a reason to you guys or what was the process of that? In two miles. Well, he, he really came to us and, and said that, you know, he wanted to retire. And um, which again, you know, I have total respect for because this is a very, very physical game, very tough game. And, you know, retiring, um, you know, because of the game is, is you know, it, it's a personal reason. And so I, I just respect the fact that he came to us, talked to us about it, and uh, he's ready to move on. So, you know, he, he's a heck of a young man and, and he really is. And, and, and I enjoyed having him here as one of our players. Um, but that's his personal decision and I respect it. Hey, uh, hey, Ron, um, yesterday you thought that uh, Jared Christian uh, might be back today for practice, but sounds like he was out again. What can you say about his situation going into Sunday? Well, just like we said, he's questionable. I mean, we'll see how it is and how, tomorrow and hopefully it's a lot better. Um, but, you know, he, um, he did feel better today. RV Ryan Vermillion just felt, you know, we'll hold him out another day. So that's what we did. We'll see how he moves around tomorrow and then we'll go from there. Thank you. And uh, congrats on your, uh, on your treat treatment news. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, hey Ron, uh, congratulations as well. Um, sorry. Uh, if, if I forgot to ask this earlier in the week, I, I was just curious on the fourth down on the first drive against the giants, Morgan Moses went from the right side to the left side. I'm not asking for any game plan situation, but what is in general, uh, the idea behind doing something like that. I've seen that before um, you got here with Trent Williams and, and whatnot. What, what is, what is the, the whole idea behind something like that? Say that, ask, ask that again. Uh, uh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. On the, on the first drive against the giants, Morgan Moses on that fourth down flipped from the right side to the left side. Uh -huh. And I've seen that before with Trent Williams here before you got here in general, without giving away game plan stuff, what is the, the idea behind doing something like that? That's a little bit different, of course, with the alignment of the offensive line. Well, that was a, um, that was a strategic move. We, we went unbalanced. And so because we went unbalanced, um, you know, we created a, a, a what we felt was a more solid side. And um, it's just, you know, it's part of the game planning that we do. Okay, thanks. Mm -hmm. Les? Hey, Ryan. Uh, you know, you've talked in the past about kind of breaking the season into quarters. And when you do that, do you kind of have an expectation for what that record could be in that quarter? And did you have one for this one when you were, because you know, this is one you've kind of looked at a lot this particular quarter? Um, you do. I mean, you, you look to me, you look at you look at each quarter and you say, oh, wow, you know, shoot, I'd love to come out of this with a certain record. I'd love to come out of this one with a certain record. And then you get to me. You get to the third quarter, and that's usually where things really are interesting if those hopes come to fruition. And, uh, you know, so we'll see. I mean, we still have three games left in this quarter. And uh, uh, actually, we got two games left in this quarter, and I'm pretty excited about what we can do hopefully in the next two games. Stay three more. Hey, Ron, uh, congratulations on that treatment news. That's very exciting. When it comes to what's going on at receiver, is Terry McLaurin someone that you feel like you can trust as a mentor for those younger guys, even though he himself is a younger guy? And, and in what ways does he help those other players at the position? His leadership skills are, are, are tremendous. He's a very quiet leader. Um, 
He does lead by example. Um, he's a young pro. I mean, you know, a lot of young guys come in and, and they don't know how to act. They don't know how to prepare. They don't know how to take care of themselves. Terry's one of those guys that prepares the right way every day. Um, he's one of those guys that understands how to take care of himself, how to prevent injuries, how to take care of injuries. Um, he's a young pro. And, and, and you know, we have some young guys that could learn from just watching him. I think Isaiah Wright can learn from him. AGG can learn from him. Um, you know, and, and, you know, heck, we're playing a you know, young man named Tony Brown. He can learn from him. And, um, and, um, and Jeff Badette. Those guys can learn from. Those guys can take from what he does in terms of his actions. Do you have any sense where he got that young pro mentality from? Where it came from? I think he's always had it. You know, from from what I learned from him being at Ohio State, he was a you know he was a team captain as a junior, which usually doesn't happen. But because of the way he handled himself there, um, you know, he developed, I guess, that leadership skills. And so you see it when he comes here. He's with us, and you start watching him and you think, gosh, this is, a, this is a heck of a young man. All right, once again, that is Washington football team head coach Ron Rivera meeting with the media, including myself, right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Thanks to WashingtonFootball.com for making that available for us. When we wrap up the show, it's defensive backs coach Chris Harris. Interested to hear from him on Ronald Darby, on Kendall Fuller, on Landon Collins, and more. That's next, right here on LOWFT. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, I'm Chris Russell. We wrap up the Locked on Washington football team podcast with a little bit from Chris Harris, defensive backs coach, first year with the Washington football team as he's talking about a group that has been good and bad, kind of depending on the play and the time, the moment, and everything in between right here on Locked on Washington football team. Go ahead, Ricky. Chris, what have you seen from Kendall Fuller so far? And, and why do you think he's really thrived at playing primarily outside corner this year? Uh, Kendall's a uh, very cerebral player. Um, he, he's extremely bright. Um, he, under, he really understands the game um, schematically um, as far as how teams are trying to attack. Um, he's playing with really good technique. And, he, I mean, he's, he, he's a good football player, and he, he's finding ways to, to, to make plays on the football. So uh, it's nothing that uh, I'm surprised at. Um, I, I thought he was a, a, a really good player when we got him. And him playing on the outside, he, he, he loves – he actually enjoys – he can play anywhere. He's kind of a jack-of-all-trades. He can play any position in the secondary. But um, he, he's really uh, um, thriving at uh, playing on the outside. He's he said in the past that uh, Torian Gray was one of the coaches that really stressed versatility at Virginia Tech. I believe you played for him in in Chicago one year, correct? I did. Um, I sure did. What was that like, and was that an emphasis from him even at the at the pro level? Yeah, Torian was a. Um, I, I really enjoyed Torian. He was uh, our assistant DB coach uh, my uh, my rookie year in Chicago, and uh, he was a very bright individual, a guy who played the game, uh, really understood 
football. And you know, I know Kendall uh, played for him there at Virginia Tech and some of the technique things uh, uh, that they do there. He was teaching that uh, when I was playing. So uh, uh, having a guy like that is always uh, uh, helpful. Thanks. Hey, Chris, John Kine, ESPN. I'm curious if you could, um, how would you assess Landon Collins' play so far? Uh, he, he's been okay. Um, and, you know, the entire secondary, uh, we, we, we've all got to kind of kind of chip in. And, and as a group, one thing I, I preach to those guys is just making sure that we're staying, um, paying attention to the details as a group, as a whole. Um, at times, our, our, uh, we, we haven't done that. Um, with some of the explosive plays that we've given up as a unit. So uh, that's one thing that is being emphasized um, throughout the week um, and will be emphasized forever as long as I'm here is making sure that we're where we're staying in tune uh, with the detail of every little thing that we're doing. Is that does that go back to their eyes and discipline or what are some of the other details that you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I discipline is a huge thing. Um, I discipline, um, understanding uh, formations that, that we may have gone over. Um, but I, I think the biggest attention to detail thing that we've got to uh, make sure that, that we grow in is, is our eye discipline. It's exactly where our eyes should be on every single play as far as my keys. Uh, what should I be looking at? Um, who should I be looking at? And, and those things. Hey, Chris, what was the uh, transition at safety between uh, Troy Apke and DeShazer Everett like, and what did you like about DeShazer's play last week? Uh, well, you know, the transition, we just wanted to kind of get a little bit, uh, get a little bit more out of the position. And uh, um, DeShazer, uh, he, he brought some great energy. Um, he, he, he's flying around back there. Um, everything he does, he does it extremely fast. Um, he's kind of a, a, a ready shoot aim guy and you know everything he does is extremely fast and he, he he ran the middle of the field pretty well uh last week and even in practice um angles coming up uh approaching tackles on the ball uh and, and with troy troy troy's still a, a work in progress he, he's still developing uh as a free safety and um and, and nobody's strong we haven't thrown him out uh at all you know he, he's still a, a work in progress and we're, we're still uh developing him um and i still think he has the tools to be a, a efficient free safety in the national football league fun standing pure on matt paris hey chris just kind of curious what did you think of cam curls uh start of the season and you know he played just a few snaps last week but uh, what have you made of his development and what, what's kind of the next step for him? Uh, I'm excited for Cam. Um, Cam's a rookie who came in. Uh, he, he's a, a pretty sharp uh, individual uh, mentally, um, and he has the mental capacity to learn uh, multiple positions um, like he did. He was playing some nickel, uh, playing safety. And so uh, he was getting the opportunity. We were playing a bigger nickel package uh, versus uh, earlier on in the season versus some of those teams who were trying to uh, give you a lot of uh, motions and trying to get your nickel um, uh, in a spot to, to have to fit runs and so to have a bigger body was was a reason to get Cam in there and he did a did, did a wonderful job um, in that role so um, I'm, I'm excited about his development um, and he's got the uh, the tools to be able to play um, uh, in our big nickel package uh, when he's outside and also to play back deep or play strong safety. So his versatility is one of the uh, the things that I really like about him. 
Hey, uh, Chris, uh, with regards to Fabian Moreau, he obviously got back in the lineup last week after not being on defense for, for a bit. What was sort of the, 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 the situation there that went from him being in the lineup to being out for a few weeks and then getting back in? Was it a, a matchup situation, just something you guys were liking with some other players? No, it was, I mean, you know, we missed Kendall for two, the first two weeks of the season. And so not having Kendall out there, um, Fabian uh, was coming in as the third corner. And so when Kendall came back, uh, it, you know, it's only three, three corner spots. And um, um, he's more of an outside guy, outside corner. Um, and Jimmy's been playing inside. So it, it was, it was nothing that he did wrong. It was just kind of the, the way it worked out from a number standpoint. But uh, he's a guy that we felt, uh, you know, he deserved opportunities to play. So we wanted to try to create a little package to, to where he could get on the field. You know, guys who do things the right, the right way, we, we try to reward them uh, as best we can. But like I said, it's only three three corner spots back there in the secondary. So it, it makes it kind of tough to, to, to get everybody uh, playing time. Thank you. All right, we'll take a couple more if anyone has another question. Hey, Chris. Uh, good afternoon. It's Chris Russell here. Um, with Ronald Darby, I know he gave up a couple of big plays earlier in the season, um, you know, depending on coverages and all that and how you guys grade that. But, you know, it seems like he's played pretty pretty well overall for you. Would you say that he's, um, I guess, maybe back to the old Ron Darby, or do you still think he's got a little bit more to go before he gets back to maybe what he was earlier in his career? Uh, I'm excited about Darby. Um, he's he's been playing some uh, some pretty good football. Uh, you know, um, he's he did give up a couple plays. Um, you know, I think everybody in the secondary has, but um, he he's he's back to uh, playing with technique, and that's the biggest thing is just making sure we're we're cleaning up the technique and making sure the technique is on point. Uh, the, the way we're teaching it, and and he's doing a good job working at it, and he's he's actually been pretty steady. Um, back there and I think he is kind of getting back to form after uh you know having the injury uh with the knee injuries the past couple of years so I'm, I'm excited in the direction that uh he's trending thank you hey Chris it's John Kime again um I'm curious Ron was saying that his last round of cancer treatment starts Monday what have you guys seen him go through in handling this and what's been your impressions of all that you know it's uh Seeing him go through what he's going through and still coming out here to work every day is, is actually inspiring um, to because uh, I, I understand that the whole chemotherapy thing and that, that that's rough on your body. I mean, it, it completely zaps you. And, and to see him do that and then out there at practice coaching um, is it's actually refreshing to see. And, and the guys actually enjoy seeing it. You know, I tell them, I, you don't have anything to complain about. I mean, you really don't. I let our guys know that you have nothing. You think you got a bad, you don't. Um, you know, we got a head coach who's, who's battling cancer, going through chemo every single week. And, and he's dedicated enough to where he goes and does that. It zaps the living life out of him. And he's out here with you guys every single day. Uh, as much as he can. So, you know, it's, it's, it's been an inspiration uh, to me as well as to the team. 
And that's going to do it for us right here on LOWFT. Have a great rest of the weekend back Sunday night with a new episode after the Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys. You can follow me on Twitter at WrestleMania621, the pod LOWFT. I should say locked on WFT. I always forget it. That's why I don't give it out uh, that much. I get all these names and numbers and uh, all that. Just follow me. At WrestleMania 621, we'll make it very simple. Uh, have yourselves a great weekend. Hopefully, uh, the rivalry will be renewed, and hopefully, Washington doesn't go into their bye with a sixth consecutive loss. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.